popcorn boys and we're coming in shaken <laughs> not stirred daniel we are coming at you live from culver city california i am kyle jameson with me is daniel trainer and daniel trainer daniel trainer <laughs> oh no oh, i forgot what i was gonna ask you right off the top how am i so good looking that wasn't it oh um oh uh when was the last time you had a martini Oh, you know what? It's funny you ask that because I was watching one of the five James Bond movies I watched in the past. Let's count them three days. <laughs> uh, and every time you ordered a martini, I asked myself that exact same question. I don't know that I've ever ordered a martini at a bar. Oh, interesting. I don't know that I have. I'm not... I've had martinis. Right. And I enjoy them. Uh-huh. It's just not something I would ever think to order for myself. Yeah, also, ca- like, they're not... Martini isn't really on a menu anymore. Or was it ever? isn't on Like, a on a menu. drink, if you're getting a drink menu. Like, I think the only reason... depends on what kind of place you're at. It's kind of like a fancier... Oh, okay. Right, if you're at, like, a... Ne- so it's not on the... Uh, at Rocco's Bar and Grill? <laughs> if you're... If you're at like a nice steakhouse, they may have martinis. Famously, would never go there. To go to a steakhouse in the year 2021. Imagine not going to a steakhouse. Can you Do you want to know something? I don't have any sort of sense memory for what a steak tastes like. I have no idea. None. Like, it, What would you have for dinner tonight? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you said you didn't want me to bring this up. You said you didn't want me to bring this up. I'm I know, but heated. then we started, we started I am, talking about steak, and you started am, being annoying about it, so now here we I go. I am heated coming to this podcast recording this evening, because I thought... Heated and... Hungry. Heated and starving. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's my... That's my right, you know, James, let's, let's, James let's. Bond is shaken, not stirred. I'm heated and starving. Okay. So you and I, not to get too into the process here, but you and I uh, sat down to watch Spectre together this evening. Right, we had to finish the set. Oh yeah, the set of Craig Bond films. And I thought, you know what? I'm getting a little hungry. So I'm going to order some food. As one does. As one does. I'm going to order some food. I'm going to treat myself to a nice salad. And this is my hypothesis here. This is what I get for ordering a salad for dinner. Trying to be a person. I'm not a person. I don't order salad for dinner. Who am I? What else do you eat? French fries. <laughs> so I order a salad uh, for dinner. I order it for pickup because I see online no fee for pickup, obviously. I order from this place, the Grain Cafe, which is walking distance here in Culver City. A nice 10-minute walk from your apartment. I thought, you know what? I'm going to order a salad to go pick it up. And walk back. Sounds lovely. Perfect. What a lovely evening. So I go. I mosey on over to the Grain Cafe. It's beautiful outside. A nice fall evening in Los Angeles. I get over there and I say, hello, pick up for Daniel. And they say, what? I was like, pick up for Daniel? They go, we don't have anything. I was like, interesting. They said, do you have your, like, order confirmation? I said, yes, I do, actually. Here it is in my email showed it to them and they said uh you are at the wrong restaurant <laughs> and i said okay thank you goodbye i ordered it from a restaurant 25 minutes away Oof. 
So at this point, not only am I starving, now I'm just raving mad, walking back to your apartment, trying to call the other restaurant to say, hey, can it be delivered? This restaurant doesn't pick up their phone, and they have a voicemail that, according to their voicemail, is non-existent. Now, here's a question. Yeah. You were at the Grain Cafe. I know where you're going with this, and the answer was no. You're ordering a salad. The answer was no. Which can't take more than... 45 seconds to throw together? This is my problem. I didn't want to double down on salads and order two salads for dinner and not get my money back for the other one. The salad was, let's say, together $20. (laughs) (laughs) We live in the city of hell. You didn't want a a $40 salad. I did not want a $40 salad. Not tonight. Not Mm. tonight. Not tonight. I was worried that I wouldn't get my money back for the other one, so I didn't want to order another replacement salad. And then eat a $40 salad. I'm going to enjoy that. I would rather just bite the bullet and pay $20 for a non-existent salad than eat a $40 salad that's right in front of me. (laughs) Okay, that math. It checks out. Anyway, happy ending here. I was texting with customer support, (laughs) who seemed very nice, by the way. How did we get to this? You brought it up. Uh, Martini's Steakhouse salads. Got it. I was texting with customer support, and I got my money back, baby. So I've not had any dinner yet, so I am starving. You're broken even, and you're hungry. Okay. Well, with that out of the way, yeah, it's time for the weekly box office recap. Hmm, lovely. Now, this was an eventful one, one of the more eventful ones we've had in recent uh, weeks, I would say. Yeah. Uh, because you st- you have a couple you had Venom in week two, you had uh, well, box office numbers are pretty good. What is that? Is that a Venom That's impression? Venom. Oh God! Imagine watching that. What do I need to rant to America? Again? Some theaters, some theaters. <laughs> Should I rant to America again? Please do. Uh, you Honestly, do. The, you had the Adams Family out in, in week two. And of course, I have no time to die on my team. Um which was it was my third movie selected and with with Top Gun Maverick moving out of the year really the pressure is on my my other high draft picks to yeah to perform here if I'm going to have a chance to to come back and win this uh yeah, not looking good no time to die not it's fine fine open to fine. what what do we say 51 52 53 somewhere in there yeah for the weekend it's now up to 67 million at the time of this recording yeah um you have Venom to be is already at 147. That's right. After say that a week and a half. Say that louder for the people in the back. And the people in the back of the still sold out Venom screening. Look, last week when we spoke, I spoke to America and said, stop seeing Venom. What was our podcast last week? Um, I don't, I have no recollection Venom, of recording a podcast last week. Many Saints of Newark. Oh, of course. Well, forgettable just like the movie. Sopranos. Um, anyway, bada so, bing, hey, bada bing. So no time dies up to sixty-seven million, bringing me to eight hundred twenty million currently. Yeah. Uh, your squad is up to one point one three billion. <laughs> cha-ching. So we are. Hey, cha-ching. We are just. We are three hundred. You have a three hundred ten million dollar lead. Thus far. Big one hmm. still to come, of course. You have Eternals. You have Dune. You have Halloween Kills. I have Spider-Man No Way Home. The Matrix Resurrections. So things are going to get very interesting. You have a bunch down at the bottom of your draft. Um, 
I won't even need those. Those are just like prestige movies I drafted for fun. I won't even need those. Those could all make zero dollars and I would win. Certainly certainly very confident over here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very I'm confident. riding high. We shall see when uh, when the pandemic is fully eradicated on December six, <laughs> 16th, preceding the December 17th release of Spider-Man No Way Home. I mean, things are going <laughs> to... Do you think that the pandemic was created by the creators of Sing 2? That sounds... That's the only explanation for that film. Uh, COVID-19, created by the creators of Sing 2. (laughs) Yep, you heard it here first. From the people who brought you COVID-19. Comes Sing 2. Comes James Corden in another movie. Oh, James Corden is in that? Is he in Sing 1? I actually have no idea if he is. I just assume. I feel like he is, actually. If there's a movie with singing animals, James Corden was knocking down those doors. <laughs> I think he's in it. Hang on. I of, need course to, he, no. of course he is. Let me, all right, I'm on Sing 1's page here. Why don't you go to the uh, James Corden IMDb? Matthew McConaughey, Reese Witherspoon, Seth MacFarlane, Scarlett Johansson, John C. Riley, Taron Edgerton. I don't hear Cordy. Billy, Jennifer Hudson, Nick Kroll, Beck Bennett, Jay Farrow, Nick Offerman. Oh, my God. All right, I actually need to just go to... Is he not in Sing 2? If the, well, James Corden is, is one not... Oh. ...that I was looking at. If James Corden is not in Sing 2, I unfortunately will have to stop recording because I will need to take a nap. Because that is news that I cannot process at the moment. He's not in Sing 2. What? They didn't get James Corden to sing as like a hippopotamus? No, okay. You're thinking of... Hold on. Now, again, I... Now, I am talking about Sing 2 like it is singing animals. I do not know (laughs) if that is true. I think it is. He's in uh, Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, or he was in. He was in Trolls World Tour. Of course he was. He was in Cats, of course. Oh, boy. He was in Smallfoot. He's in something called Flopsy Turvy. Good God. Oh, that's that was just a, a short. What are we doing? Uh, Peter Rabbit. What are we Trolls. doing? Oh, he was in the Emoji Movie. Who'd he play? Trolls. It had better have been Poop. Uh, he it played High Five. Poop. He played High Five. Who played Poop? Um, Where's the Emoji Movie? Here it is. Let's see. Actually, I actually need you to start at the beginning and run down the cast. And Patrick tell- Stewart played. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the cast for the Emoji Movie. I am not uh, prepared for this. T.J. Miller played Gene. <laughs> Remember when T.J. Miller had a career for like six months? <laughs> Maybe that's the main character. I don't know. James Corden, high five. Anna Ferris played Jailbreak. Maya Wait, Rudolph, they're not all emojis? Smiler. Uh, Stephen Wright, Mel Meh. What the hell? Jennifer Coolidge, Mary Meh, Patrick Stewart, Poop, <laughs> uh, Christina Aguilera was Akiko Glitter. Okay, that's enough. I can't. This is making me so depressed. And I'm hungry. I can't be hungry and depressed. Okay? <laughs> Sounds like college. Hungry and depressed? Yeah, I don't know. I don't really... It doesn't really make sense, but it was funny. Is that going to be your memoir? Hungry and depressed? <laughs> no, I'm never hungry. What? I'm always depressed. I mean, I'm hungry right now. Well, you're not usually. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I eat 24-7. I had pump- I ate pumpkin seeds on your couch mere hours ago. Oh, do you have any more? Oh, is this a notification? Oh, it's from... Oh, my gosh. From Uber Eats. How dare they? They heard me. All right. So, there is your box office week recap of the week. Recap. 
Um, coming up next week, Halloween Kills on Daniel's team. Is that the Halloween? Is that the Halloween music? There it is. What was I doing? That's um. Jaws? No, no, the TV show Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Okay. Uh, so we got Halloween Kills next week. Dune the week after that. So you're gonna expand your lead here for a while before my big guns pop up in mid December. Oh, We're going to have to keep it respectable until then. Okay. Now, let's get to, let's get right to it. The crux of the episode, as we like what to call you, it. The, cru- the crux of the bucks. The crux of the episode. It's called the reason for the season. Yeah, I know. I, I was like trying to set you up to get you to jump in and oh, say sorry. that you were taking a sip of beer. You know what? I'm starving, okay? It's a liquid dinner for me tonight until I stop at Del Taco in about two hours, okay? Right. Del Taco, some good vegan menus on the item. Thank you, Del Taco. Del they Taco sponsor. sounds good. I don't think they I've sp- ever been to Del Taco. How can it sound good? It's, I mean, it sounds good. I it's just, really good. I've never been. Del Taco rules. Del Taco, actually, as the kids would say, Del Taco slaps. Superior to TB? Uh, I'm not the person to ask. Oh. I don't... I used to, I mean... I can't imagine so. I mean, Taco Bell, for me, even back before I was vegan, like, was my... I would go there every day. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. But Taco Bells... I mean, Taco Bells are one of the greatest inventions in the history of American cuisine. And I do consider restaurants inventions, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Well, one of the greatest inventions... What's your Taco Bell order? Um... I like a Crunchwrap Supreme. I knew it. So, sometimes, yeah. Maybe a couple, couple, couple tacos. Tacos? No one goes at Taco Bell for the tacos. It's. What do you go for? The bells. <laughs> of course, you go for the tacos. No, you go for the, like the burrito. You go for the fun no, stuff. No, you don't. Nobody gets burritos at Taco Bell. What? You get tacos, not burritos. The Run. bean burrito. Okay, I need you to understand something. The bean burrito at Taco Bell is one of the greatest inventions of all time. Bean burrito. Terrible. What? A I'm bean? Sure I'm sure it's fine. But here's the thing. Wait, if you are... Oh, yeah. It's better than Wait, the no, no, no. taco... Oh, I have a Taco Bell story after this one. Oh, God. Hear me out. If you're getting... Uh, the, the meat from Taco Bell is always a bit of a dice roll. Sure. Now, so when you when you order tacos from Taco Bell... You're getting a, a pretty small amount of meat, and then there's a lot of other stuff in it. This leads into my story, actually. Where, whereas if you get a burrito, they kind of have to fill that thing up. And so... Isn't could, that what we're saying here? Get the burrito. No, because then you get... The ratio of meat that you're getting is too high. Interesting. And then your stomach is not going to love it. Okay. You know what I mean? It's the other stuff sure. that you want. You know, you want just enough to get that, you know, that... There's very specific Taco Bell taco meat taste. Yeah, that's great. What's crazy is but you that don't want to overwhelm that with, you know, your, yourself with too much of that. It's crazy that Taco Bell doesn't have like Impossible stuff yet. Impossible. Are beef. we gonna end up going to Taco Bell after this? Oh my god! Wait, where is the closest Taco Bell to here? Uh, good question. Anyway, speaking of the meat and tacos at Taco Bell, my brother. Up until he was, he might still do this, up until he was uh, older than he would probably like to admit, would go to Taco Bell and guess what his order would be? 
A taco, no meat. So just... He would get a hard shell taco with lettuce and cheese. <laughs> which is the sign of a serial killer. <laughs> that's that's it's, insane. But part of me kind of understands it. Not it's really, the, but... It's one of the worst things I've ever heard. It's not great. I, like, I just, I recoil with, I remember, like, being in drive Did he just like, like the lettuce and cheese, or was he anti the taco meat? One, one doesn't know. But I, I recoil with thinking of, like, having, like, I, I can see my mom having to say to the director, can I get a hard shell taco, just lettuce and cheese? And every time they're like, no meat? <laughs> she goes, yeah, no meat. It's insane. All right, we've officially gone off the rails. You mentioned uh, great inventions, great American inventions. Sure. Uh, a great. What's your favorite? A great, a great British invention <laughs> is the James Bond. Uh, the only character and maybe film the only great British invention. Yeah, they famously have never come up with anything. Bangers and mash. Ugh. So as we get into this here, I want to start with this question. We might have the same question for each other, but go on. What is your what was the first James Bond movie that you remember watching? The GoldenEye Slash, video game. When did you watch? The GoldenEye video game. That is the first Bond film okay. I saw was the GoldenEye video game. Sure. And I played the shit out of that. Were you a GoldenEye video game oh, person? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, N64? Yeah. You ever get the golden gun? Of course. What are you talking about? If you got the golden gun. The golden gun's what you want. The Golden Gun's what you're looking for in that game. No, you had to play. We played, um, you know, you had to play four player with your buddies. Oh, yeah. Me and my three buddies. And you would play, um, what was it called? <laughs> Just where... to be clear, never play that game with anybody but myself. Really? Oh, my God. The multiplayer was the best part. Maybe I played with my brother, who's eating a taco with lettuce And it was always funny because, like, you're playing on the same screen. It's not like now where everyone's in different places online. Sure. Yeah. So you're playing on the same screen. It's just split into quadrants. And you like if you want to know where you're playing against your buddies, but you right. can just look in their quadrant buddy, and be like, oh, he's buddies. he's hiding right there. <laughs> like I can just see where he is. <laughs> and so there's kind of a little bit of a like, a, hey, yeah. uh, do your best to not look at the other person's <laughs> screen. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is funny. he around the corner? Oh, yeah, yes, he is. He's, yeah. he's right there. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Golden Eye the video game was the first Bond film that I saw, and I loved it. I loved it. Um, but I guess this leads into sort of my question for you, and I guess we can both answer both of these questions at the same time. But it's like going into rewatching all of these Daniel Craig movies. Yes. Are you a James Bond person? Oh, I one thousand percent am. Okay. So for me, I love, okay, I I love the Bond movies. So for me, going into this week, so Daniel Craig, as we, as we will discuss here, has been in five James Bond movies. Going into this week, I'd seen four of the, oh no, going into this week, I'd seen three of the four, and then saw No Time to Die in theaters. Uh, so I was, I'm Bond, sort of literate. Like yep. I go see them, and then like pre Daniel Craig, I remember seeing. Die Another Day, the mm. Pierce Brosnan movie, and I've seen a handful of the others. But in terms of like classic James Bond, I've seen basically zero. I've seen most of them, but I can't remember. You've specifically. seen most of the Bond movies? Yeah, I'd, most checks out, I think. Uh, Interesting. Like pre-Pierce Brosnan, I've probably seen like half. 
Really? I never knew that about you. Yeah, Not that that's that... Ins- like, I, I think I mean, a lot of people have. I've but. watched a lot of them specifically, but a lot of the times, um, they do they do like James, Marathon, uh, James Bond marathons every like Thanksgiving for some weird reason. Oh, that's fun. And so I'll often just have them on and like... The great American tradition of <laughs> James Bond. On Thanksgiving. Uh, but since uh, GoldenEye came out in, I believe, 95... The video game or the film? The film. And I do consider the video game a film. Sure. Uh, I've seen every one starting with GoldenEye in theaters. How old are you? When did GoldenEye come out? 95. Wow. Or 94. Something also, like that. sorry. Can I, can I say something? But I specifically remember seeing that in theaters. And I've, I know for a fact that I've seen every one since. I was, at the, I, I was at the store today. There was this group of like, I guess they would have been middle school girls. They were they were like just this little group of like in their like school uniforms or something. I, I overheard them. They were talking shit about some other girl at the school. Okay. I was listening to what they were saying. One of the most harrowing comments I had ever heard. They go, and did you even know she's younger than us? She was born in 2013. <laughs> oh no. What? 2013. So these girls must have been like 10, nine or 10. And they're talking about some young little girl. Eight-year-old. She's younger than us. She's, you know, she was born in 2013. Wow. Oh, my God. That was like when the most recent James Bond movie came <laughs> We're near death. This one. Anyway, okay, so Goldeneye. <clears throat> yes, uh, Goldeneye I was the first one I saw in theaters. And I have specifically remember seeing it, loved it, then played the video game a bunch, saw all the Pierce Brosnan ones. I think there are four. I think so. And then and then these five now Daniel Craig versions. I will say going into this week, I and maybe is maybe especially coming out of it, I don't know that I consider myself a James Bond person. Yeah, you don't seem like a James Bond person. What does that mean? You're not very you like asshole. stylish or cool or uh no, keep going. Keep digging this hole. <laughs> Unlike me, of course. Yeah, you look great in your sweatpants. Yeah. I think I do. Whatever. I'm cool. All right, so for this... People have said I'm... I, I want you to know people have said I'm cool before. People have said that to me. You're cool. People have said that to me. They, they use the word cool? Yep, 100%. Oh, okay. They 100% have okay, said no, that. Yeah, no, no, I believe you. They've said that to me to my face. All right, so we're going to go through each of the... We're going to focus this episode on, of course, the Daniel Craig era of yep. the James Bond films. Correct. We have recently watched all five of these. Correct. Um, and we're going to go through them one by one. Yep. Ending, of course, with the most recent No Time to Die. There's just no time to die. And we're going to talk about... Whether... I have many thoughts on the songs, as you can imagine. Yes, we're going to talk about songs, the villains, the Bond girls, you know, the whole the whole thing. The whole Ooh la. shebang. Ooh la la. So let's, let's shebang! start... Shebang! Shebang! I had a William Hung's album. I bought that. Do you think... <laughs> William Hung, should he be the next Bond? Well, should he sing the theme for the next one? Oh, uh, William Hung. Wish him well. Do you think, he those, do you think those middle school girls you were hanging out with today uh, know who William Hung is? <laughs> you know, it's like they don't know anything. It, it. I really am at a point now where I'm feeling a very severe generational divide. Where I see people who are probably in their like 
I don't know, early 20s. And I'm like, who are you? Mm. What are you wearing? Mm-hmm. How do you know how to do that? Right. And then here I am. I just, I'm feeling very old. And not in a bad way, but I'm like, oh, man. Like, I sort of get it when now when people, when like, you know, let's call them adults. <laughs> talk, <laughs> talk about like younger generations and like, oh, I don't know what you kids are up to. I'm like, oh, no. I'm getting there. Wow. Yeah. Harsh reality has set in. Did you know she was born in 2013? <laughs> All right. Let's begin with 2006. This is Casino Royale. Yes. Now, Casino Royale is directed by Martin Campbell. Yes. Interestingly, he has chosen to helm the new era here where with the new James Bond, Daniel Craig is on board. Martin Campbell directed Goldeneye. That's correct. The yeah. first of the Pierce Brosnan movies. Your guy. Very successful. You love this guy. And so they hey, said, hey, bring him back. Uh, he's, he can do Casino Royale. Now, the interesting thing about these Daniel Craig movies, this, this five-movie era, there's a lot more continuity in these movies than there ever has been before in uh-huh. the Bond movies. You know, for the most part, the rest of them are pretty standalone. Yeah. And they really... It, you know, it's kind of the era of serialization, and and here we the are. Adnan Syed influence. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Do you think he did it? Leakin Park? Leakin Park. Best Buy. Leakin Park. Do you think he did it? It's interesting. When I um, listened to Serial, I thought he was innocent. And now here we are, how many years later, and I'm like, he probably did it, right? Pro- it's... Probably right. It's it's still the most likely scenario, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised either way. Frankly, me either. But because he does seem so genuine, but like, sure, who the hell knows? Yeah, oh, I don't know. Serial. I'm sure what Sarah a- knows. <laughs> Sarah Koenig, what a talent! All right, so Casino Royale. <laughs> Sarah Koenig, what a talent! Didn't think I'd be saying that on the James Bond episode. <laughs> Uh, here we are. It's 2006. Did you see this in theaters? Oh, good question. I think so. Yeah. This was like, this was a big deal. This was a tough time. See, there's a, there is a sort of black hole in terms of my movie going that starts in 2006 and goes, I mean, really essentially, because 2006 is when I started college, 2006 to 2010. Listen, Michigan State University, love you to death, baby girl, but there is not a movie theater on campus, Mm. and it is very tough to go to the movies, and if you want to go, you have to take a bus, and it is, it's a nightmare. It's so far away, it's, but I do think I saw this in theaters, and I don't know if I went, like, with people from college or what the deal was, but it is funny, like, in that four years, there's, there there are a lot of things I did not see. Especially like blockbuster stuff, I did not right. see in theaters just because it was essentially impossible. Interesting. Um, but I think, I think I did though. Okay. Yeah. I definitely saw it. Uh, of course, I have have already stated yeah, that I've seen all these. You're obsessed with this theaters. guy. Oh yeah. And from really from the opening of this movie, I mean, Casino Royale slaps. <laughs> That's what the girls at the store would have said today. 
They're probably not even saying that anymore. Yeah, we're... It's probably something else. Casino Royale? <laughs> what would they say? That slides. Casino Royale slides. This is you being a, a, She's a born 2013. Cool teenage girl. Uh, so the villain in Casino Royale, of course, is the always outstanding Mads Mikkelsen. Fantastic. Put him in everything. The... He, Mads Mikkelsen, I mean, quintessential... Bond villain. I don't even know that he, like... He unfortunately doesn't have as much here to do as I would like. Yeah, he plays He's, a lot of poker. Listen. Yeah, I know. We'll get to that. Uh, he just... He's not quite as villainous as as some of these other people we'll talk about who come later. He just... He's just sort of like a bad dude. Right. Well, what's interesting about this movie compared to where we get to later on in the franchise and this of course always happens but the stakes in this movie i get it poker oh poker yeah. i thought we were going back to steak and all martinis in, and all in uh the steak in the Ste- oh i see yeah. basically the gist of this movie is mads mickelson is like a banker for bad guys loses a bunch of money because bond screws something up where he was Screw something up for him. Yeah. And then he tries to win his money back in this poker game so right. that he can pay off his debts. And that's really it. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's very kind of personal. It's, it's about, you know, he's, he's funding terrorism, so there are larger connections, of course, but there's so no like... Pro or anti-terrorism? Well, it depends on what's being terrorized. That's a really good point. So it's... You know, but there's no moment in this movie, and I think this was refreshing for a lot of people coming off the kind of almost cartoonish uh, finale of the last few Pierce Brosnan Bond movies. There's no moment of, like, there are nuclear missiles, like, exactly. pointed at London, and here we go. This gets into some of my thoughts about, especially No Time to Die. But yes. yes, I appreciate the sort of small world aspect of Casino Royale. Right. And of course, they're they're introducing Bond and then, you know, or this new version of Bond. Uh, it's a lot grittier than than previous versions. He's yeah. you know, he's getting all cut up in all these fights. Like he's yeah. it's not he's not as slick. He's running through walls yeah. and stuff. There's the guy doing parkour and he's chasing him around. Parkour. Very cool. Um, that that chase scene is is great. Just yeah, you know. Setting up Bond on with the this, with this and new, stuff yeah, exactly. Yeah, what this great. new Bond is going to be great, love it. Uh, the song is this is the Chris Cornell one. Chris Cornell, you know R. my R. name. Uh, May he rest in peace. Did die at the MGM Grand in Detroit. I'll have to rank these five songs here. Oh, for me, you know what? This is very interesting. I think for me, there is a. Pretty, uh, well, I don't want to say pretty obvious, but you know what? I'm going to show my hand because we are talking Casino Royale here. Yeah. You're not going to see this coming. This is my favorite of the five. Of the songs? Uh-huh. I just, I did a quick little. I think this song here. I think slides. this is by far the worst of the five. Really? Yeah. <laughs> this song slides. It is. Just, so I'm trying to make slides happen. I think, I was, I had not heard this song in, let's say, I don't know, 15 years. It's playing over those credits. I was like, 
I listened to it yesterday watching good. the movie. I don't remember this, is this song. Good. There's nothing to this. I'm going to regret going out on this limb, but this is my favorite Bond theme of the five. Unbelievable. Of the Daniel Craig songs. Wow. And we hot will take get right away. I guess we, you did. You, you came in hot, not just shaking. Coming in. That's right. I think it's perfect. I love okay, it. Okay, sure. I love it. Interesting. Great. Love it. The opening credits in this movie are fantastic. Here's the thing. Oh, no. I don't really care about the the opening credits in any of these. Me either. I don't either. Like, they're always just this these weird... Movies, it's these like movies this weird... are five hours long. Why are we spending 30 minutes on credits? Like, it, it's it's a thing that they do. And, and it's so they can play out these songs that they get. But, like, visually, I just... It, it's all, like, this weird kind of... It all feels very... I agree. Old computer animation but, and, like... Yeah. But this is, this is a good example. If they're going to do it... This is how I think it's a good example. Sure, I like I like them. Fair. Um, so yeah, I mean, so speaking of the runtime here, this movie is four hours long, I think, <laughs> and I would say three hours and forty five minutes of that um are spent at a poker table. Yes, they really lean into hoping that you like watching people play poker. The nice thing about it is, okay, so without question, to me, the weakest part of this movie. Let's say it on three. One, two, three. Eva Green. The over explanation of the poker scenes. Okay. I said Eva Green. That's... Is that another hot take? Yeah. What the fuck? Don't like her. That's terrible. Sorry. She is outstanding. Sorry. Don't like her. And this is going to also sound mean. I don't like her face. What? There's something about her that is like unpleasant to watch. I don't... What's wrong with you? I don't think she's good. I'm sorry. I don't think she's good. She's great. Doesn't work for me. Is she, she one of the better ones? Probably. Because they have a casting problem. She's so good, actually. And their chemistry is so good. They actually do have chemistry. They, it kind of messes up the whole series of movies. Because they're chasing that. The they rest are of the, chasing The rest it. of the way. Yeah. Eh, don't care for Eva. But they kind of tie that into the story. That, but that's a bad take. She's... I, pre- I prefer Longoria. No, 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 no. Put Eva Longoria in a Bond movie. I dare you. Eh. Eh. Eva Longoria is so underrated as an actress. Okay. We don't have time for this. Uh, but yeah, Eva Green, great. She's... Eva Green, good. She's by far the best... Uh, she's not, we'll get to it. Full-on Bond girl in she's the, not, we'll get within to it. these five movies. She's not, we'll get to it. Okay. Full-on is a key term there, but... But the weakest part of the movie to me is is when they they just have to and like I feel like this movie was made right after poker kind of exploded onto the scene a little bit and they <laughs> Do like you remember when poker was just on TV twenty four seven remember Chris Moneymaker yes Do you remember Bravo used to show celebrity poker Oh my God yeah incredible stuff Jennifer Tilly what a life <laughs> but like it was still early enough in the poker craze that you know you had to explain like what the big blind is in the movie, or at least they felt they did. Sure. And so they over-explained that in a bunch of kind of really lame scenes where he's playing. And and the drama of the poker itself just doesn't quite work. Now, the nice part is, basically, they break all the poker scenes up with action scenes in between. And with Daniel Craig walking out of the ocean. Well, that's not in the poker scene, but... Hmm. Okay. In between, in, the po- your, in your opinion, literally while they're in your opinion, while they're doing the main poker scene, uh, they have the thing where where Mads Mikkelsen 
and his like girlfriend get attacked and then Bond ends up killing the two of them, the two guys who attacked Mads Mikkelsen in the staircase. And then he and right. and then Ava's really sad about it and they get in the shower. And then the next break in the poker game, Bond gets poisoned and he has to go like or like his heart stops and he has to get saved. Like there's a lot going on throughout the poker game. There it's, sure is a lot going on. Yeah, there sure is a lot going on. Um and then of course the movie culminates with with our girl Vesper's death. Vesper Lind. Lind with the D? Or is I think it just so. Lind? Yeah, I think you're right. Lind, Vesper Lind, Lind. yeah. Uh, but this movie, this to me is, well, I'll get to it as I kind of wrap up my thoughts on all five. But sure. to me, there are two clear standouts within these five. Yep, agreed. And this is obviously one of them. Totally agree. It's it's I think it's the second best of the five. Correct. Agree. And it's, I think there's a clear order to the five. I'm still working out exactly how to rank. I a say few clear. Of them. I'm like, mm. there's a there's a clear top two. Yes. I think we agree on that. I think so too. And uh, Casino Royale is number two. Correct. And this movie is is very rewatchable. Like when I when I yeah. put it on the other day, I was like, oh, this is great. I'm enjoying myself. I've seen it a million times. It's great. Uh. He, and and it's, this one's a pretty good showcase for Daniel Craig, just like well and doing it's not, his thing. As you know, he kind of he comes in and really stakes. I agree. What he wants this Again, this, this version stake. of Bond You're to stakes. be. You're saying yes, stakes. yes, yes, yes. Poker. I agree. It's interesting because I, I I do think it's hard to establish yourself as James Bond, and I think almost immediately he kind of succeeds in that here. Um, because there is a little bit of a feeling out process, but like, there's I, something about him like he's he's almost gleefully murdering these bad guys, <laughs> right? Like when he he straps the little bomb to the to the guy's like belt loop or whatever, and then it explodes, and he like smirks at yeah. it, right? There's, they he just, just kind of gets to, it. He just kind of gets it. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I also do want to point out one scene where Mads Mikkelsen, for reasons I don't exactly remember has uh james bond tied up naked to a chair oh and mads goes wow you've really taken care of your body (laughs) (laughs) that's great okay oh yeah that scene is very homoerotic oh yeah well the entire movie is i mean james bond in general is very homoerotic a thousand percent that's what i was just gonna say yeah but that scene is is really kind of like a brilliant scene particularly in a bond movie for you know, so many in basically every Bond movie, he's getting tortured in some contrived way, and like they they manage to you know they're like this this Bond is going to be like the stripped down version. It's going to be raw. It's going to be and so they literally strip him down and they're whacking him in the nuts with with yeah. this rope. Yeah, and like that's his kind of best moment is when he flips from like I'm being tortured to be to like I'm going to start fucking with you. Right, and like. I'm I'm completely crazy. Like, yeah. he's like, no, you know, my balls are itchy. Like, get me over there. And he's just yeah. like, he just buys into it, and it's like, that's just a great like movie moment. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And the, it doesn't hurt that he takes care of his body. Ooh, ooh, you've been really taking care of your body. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mads. Oh, Mads is great. I I enjoy. You know, it's very Bond like with his bleeding eyeball or whatever i know exactly <laughs> i know that's great yeah yeah he's crying blood what does he say he was like 
He's he like, some it's, it's normal to weep blood. It's just, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he says. It's normal to weep blood. Don't worry about it. I think that's no, the line. He, I think he blames it on some, like, condition or something. Doesn't he? Yeah, I yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Love you, Mad. So, Casino Royale. Excellent. Great movie. I, I, I wouldn't say excellent. I think it's I think it's a very fun, solid movie. I think it's excellent. Okay. Legitimately great. We can have different um, opinions. I know. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. great, okay? Yeah. But like for this type of movie, and and we can compare it to some of the other similar franchises a bit later. But sure, this is one of the better versions of this kind of like, I guess I don't know what we're we gonna call it, secret agent type a spy movie. thriller. Yeah, exactly. This is to me towards towards the top of that type of list. Uh, not towards the top of. I spilled beer on your couch. Oh boy. Well, whatever. It's fine. Next up yeah. is the second in the James Bond, or Daniel Craig James Bond era, Quantum of Solace. Oh, boy. Uh, comes out in 2008. Two years later. This movie is directed by Mark Forster. Yeah. Um, and I remember pretty specifically the, the reaction to this movie when it comes out is that it's, like, kind of a mess. And it... There were, I remember the stories about when it came out about it being a mess because – in part because of uh, the writer's strike that went oh, on around this time. <clears throat> and so if I remember correctly, they like – they kind of had the plot but like – the production on this was a disaster because – Yeah. Partially because uh, – I think the, the – this is kind of the – one of the main movies that was really affected by the writer's strike around this time where it was – I think they were just making stuff up when they were when they were shooting at times. Like, interesting. It just was not. Um, well, it's also way down. shorter than all the other Bond movies too. It's like an hour and forty minutes or something. Right. Yeah, I think it's the shortest one ever, actually. Yeah, and it still felt far too long. Oh, of course. Yeah, far too long. I mean, these are all far too long. Yeah. Um, but the this movie to me. There, there's not much to love with this. I would argue there's nothing. The only thing that I remember enjoying, or, or that I that I like about this, is that he's kind of on a rampage. He kind of just goes ham and kills a bunch of people. Like, yeah. I, I liked his kind of mindset in this because he's coming off of like they just killed the love of my life. I'm gonna m- mess everyone up. Um. But in turn, like it has the least memorable bad guy in this series. Oh my god! Um, it's it's taking place in like the desert for some reason. And also, the least memorable. It, everything about it is the least memorable. It's an Olga Kurilenko, the Bond girl. Right. Gorgeous, gorgeous gal. She's a gorgeous gal. <laughs> of course. She's there's nothing. There's nothing there. She's there's nothing there. Nothing remarkable. And I do need to bring something up. Okay. Another way to die, which is the theme song here. Oh yes, yes from Jack about. White and Alicia Keys. Uh huh. I don't know if you've put your ears on that song in a while. I will tell you that I have. I put my ears on that thing when I fired up this movie. I'm ready to say this. That's one of the worst songs I have ever heard. 
this is my number one of the <laughs> five. Well, like, it's by far. Come on! It's the one I've listened to easily the most. This song is excellent. I love this song. I. Not. Jack White and Alicia Keys together. That is some oil and water. I don't know who thought that was a good. They sound awful. Like together. when I listen to like the White Stripes or Jack White, I, I like put this song in as part of that mix because I love it. It's That's great. the most offensive shit I've ever heard. This song is so terrible. Number one of the five. Numero uno. It's great. I don't know where we go from here. This is the only thing about this movie that I'm into is the song is great. I was shocked at how bad it was. <laughs> I was shocked at how bad this song was. I'm talking about the song. The movie, I don't care about the movie anymore. No, me neither. I'm on the song. Also, one thing I do want to notice or, or mention. It's I so noticed... much better than the Chris Cornell one. I'm shocked that you like that one. No, it's not. Oh, my God. Listeners, pull these things up. Also, you know what? I wanted to say this off the top of the show. I'm fed up with our listeners. Oh, okay. You know what? Yeah. Me too. Why? (laughs) Why aren't... You know what? I feel like people take and take and take and take from us. Where's the give? Why aren't we recommending the show to people? (laughs) No, I'm serious. I'm, I'm being serious. Listen, I am. I love our listeners. I'm so thankful every week they're listening in. We're getting about the same number of listens every week, okay? Sure. Why aren't we telling people about this show? Where well, is the faith? Where is the support? It's true. Every time you listen to a popcorn boy, you should be cackling and, te- and mass texting everyone <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, where's the group text? Exactly. I want everybody listening right now to start a group text with all of your friends and say, Hey, do you guys like movies? Just that should be the first line. Hey, do you like movies? And then send me the screen grabs of how that conversation goes and recommend the podcast. Okay, maybe we'll share some of those conversations on the air next week. I didn't want to be this person who's begging for listens. No, I'm not begging, but I'm just disappointed. And you, it's very easy to just text the episode to your friends too. Yeah, just text them. Just just go to the episode itself and. Uh... No, but I'm serious. I want some screenshots from people listening. I want a group you click text. On, you can click on share episode and then you just text it like you would text. And a group text whatever. to me is at least five. So it has to be you and at least four other people in a group text. And I want the first text to your group is, hey, do you like movies? Just out of the blue. Right. Okay? That's all I want. And then you wait for a couple people to respond. And then you say, hey, have you ever listened to this? And then you send them the popcorn boys. And then I want to see the reactions roll in. And I want screenshots. And we're going to read some of them next week because I'm sick and tired of this. Wow. Good rant. Anyway, Daniel Craig look like, looks like he's aged at least 10 years in between these two movies. Did you notice? Well, he looks so good in Casino Royale. and I know. I mean... CGI? People are asking. Well, I think uh, the character is, is so broken up. No, please. I don't one. have time for that. He... Two years... I don't have time for that. I, be, I don't have time for that. Two years in between these movies, he truly looks like he's aged 10 years. Interesting. Literally the first line, somehow, for on, I'm on the Wikipedia for Quantum in the cast section. Daniel Craig. Craig's physical training for his reprise of the role 
placed extra effort into running and boxing to spare him the injuries he sustained on his stunts in the first film. Oh, really? Craig felt he was fitter being less bulky than in the first film. Interesting. It was just his face. He just looked older. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see men age gracefully. Sure. I love it. I love it. It was jarring to, like, see... No Time to Die and Casino Royale. Oh, a isn't that days. crazy? I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, the movie is fifteen years, fifteen years apart. Well, I mean, really, thir- thirteen, 13 years, whatever. But still, that's a you know, that's a long time. But you know, like watching Casino Royale, James, James Craig, who? Dan- <laughs> Combining the two names, I get. Yeah, uh, Daniel Craig has been Bond since there were flip phones. Uh, yes, like in yes. Casino Royale, he's using a flip phone. <laughs> that's yeah. how long he's been Bond. The iPhone did not exist yet. It's insane. Yeah, that's, that's how wild. long he's been Bond. Anyway, Quantum of Solace mostly sucks. It's. Ugh, yeah. I think it pretty much. I mean it. It pretty much sucks. There's a scene where Daniel Craig falls out of a plane to the ground and lives. Sure, as one does. Yeah, it's it's nothing, and and our and like I don't know. It, I think if people are listening to this and like want to go back and watch, I don't even know. I think you can skip it. Yeah, like it's you. There's, there's nothing. nothing there. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, you can skip it. Um. Yeah, and like the, the like the main villain, just Matthew. What is it? Amalric. Yeah, Amalric. I think that's Amalric. Right. Yeah, nothing. There's no there there either. There's he, no there like, there for most of this. He's an interesting guy, and he's a good actor. But yeah, this this villain just doesn't have nah. a ton going for him. No, not at all. So then we move on to what year did this come out? 2012. And do we move on? We get Skyfall. Now, wait. Have we talked about? I think we did talk about this when we were talking about doing this episode. I saw this opening night. In the dome. Ooh. Did you, have we had this conversation? Uh, that feels like something you would have done, but we didn't know each other yet. I'm pretty sure I saw this in Universal City at the IMAX. Did you go to the John Lovitz Comedy Club after? No. Did you go to Bubba Gump? No. Okay. Okay. Feels like a missed opportunity. The yeah, Bubba I, remember, Gump I remember seeing this. Skyfall. Sure. That sounds like a really nice evening. Do you know Bubba Gump? Have you been to a Bubba Gump? I have been to a Bubba Gump. Bubba Gump. I think I've said on this podcast is where I went the day after my prom. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember where you went the day after your prom. Because I only went to one dance in high school. Yeah, but the, it'd be one thing if you like that's where remember. we went out to dinner before we went to the prom or something. No, so you're like, like post prom outing. I've told this story in the podcast. We're already at that point where I'm just retelling things. <laughs> right. But then I went to Bubba Gump on Navy Pier in Chicago. That's great. Yeah, it was great. Congratulations. No, it wasn't. But you just think where it's like. Run, forest, run, stop, forest, stop. If you want your waiter or waitress to stop, you, sure, you flip yes. it to stop, for. Isn't that fun? Like, it's... from the film? Wait! <gasps> no. Yes! No. We're doing it. <laughs> we are doing it. We are watching Forrest Gump, and we are going to Boba Gumshroom Company for right, an episode. Fine. That's a good that episode. Is... That's a good episode. Wow! All right. Props to you. That's a good What am I going to eat there? Uh, Peas. Shrimp. I loved shrimp. I loved shrimp cocktail. Don't even. It's not funny. I didn't. Okay. Um, let's talk Skyfall. Skyfall. Let's start here. The title is a thousand out of ten. Great. Love it. Absolutely great title. Yep. Just Skyfall. Like when? Yeah. 
when they were like, what's the new Bond movie called? It's called Skyfall. It's like, oh, yes. Yeah, I'm in. Like Quantum of Solace. Terrible. Oh. I don't know. I don't know what those words are. No idea. They don't quantum? make sense together. I don't get it. Solace. Casino Royale. Never heard sure, of it. It's fine. But Quantum of Solace, terrible. Skyfall, yes. Yep. Agreed. And then, you know, when you're conjuring up images for what Skyfall is going to be, you're like, you know, you're thinking oh, uh, maybe that that's going to be like the bad guys, like crazy weapon. And then it's gonna... But then ends up being James Bond's childhood home. Wow. In the Scottish Highlands. Mm. Oh, and first of all, those are my people. Of course they are. And have you been to Scotland? I never have. No. Okay. But let's go. That, those. That's where we'll my go people go to Scotland are. and watch Braveheart. Oh, love Braveheart. Ugh. Of course, <laughs> would never watch that. And it's just great title, great movie. Sam Mendes directs this one. Yes, he sure does. Uh, and the movie just, I mean, looks amazing. It is fantastic. Now. <clears throat> The it, Roger Deakins Roger Deakins does yeah, the famously does the cinematography. That's where the money is here. Yes, and it just like the the location they're they're using cool looking locations with and they have incredible shots in it, and and we get back here. You okay, I'm trying to sneeze. Just, I'm I've been on the verge of a sneeze for about 20 minutes. Okay, it's just not coming. Not not gonna happen. No, it, and it will when I least expect it. Oh great. Uh. We have Javier. All right, so wait. Let's hit the song. I, let's okay. Let's hit the song because this is interesting. Ms. Adele Atkins, one of the few people on planet Earth I feel like I would take a bullet for. Wait, what's her name? Miss Adele Atkins. Atkins. Yeah. Is that her last name? No, I'm. You know, I'm just making that up. That's is my Adele just her first her. name? Yeah, Adele's her first name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Atkins is her last name. You don't know like this. the diet? No, but it's A D. The Atkins is A T. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not my favorite song. It's, she does, there's too much of her singing like falsetto in it for me. I think it's good. She wins an Oscar for it. Right. Uh, it's okay. It, it's a decent song. It felt a little half-baked. It didn't feel, it kind of felt like they wrote a Bond song in a day. Yeah, a little bit. That, and that, it's fine. But it's, I, but it. Just because Adele's Adele, it works, and it's like because Skyfall is a good word to right, sing, right? Like that just works. It's it's. I have it as number two of these five. It would be my. It'd be my number two, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it. It's. It works to me better in like. The open of the movie than it does as like a song that you would play sure. outside of the movie. Yeah, I think that's I agree. That's the best way to sum it up. I agree. Yeah. Um, the villain, of course, in Skyfall, is Javier Bardem. He sure is. Um, he's obviously the best. He's fantastic. And this is what I was talking about earlier with like, um, like Mads in Casino Royale. Where it's like Javier has just so much to sink his teeth into here. Yes. And he sinks in hard. Right. But it completely works. It totally works. Yeah. He's phenomenal. And I think this movie, I was going to say, like, this movie sort of exists on another plane. Like, this is not a good Bond movie. 
this is just like a good movie. Yes. Like you can watch this. You could watch this and really have no knowledge of the Bond universe. You'll like miss some stuff. Right. But like it's just a great movie. And part of the reason, again, even to a deeper extent than in uh, Casino Royale is is the personalization of the story. Yeah. This is another one where it's like, yeah, I mean, they're they're like hacking into the MI6 computers and they they do blow up, uh, you know. The headquarters or whatever. whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the main crux of the story is the kind of relationship between Bond and Judi Dench. Yep. And, and the triangle relationship with Javier Bardem's character and yep. how they're all kind of pitting against each other. And ultimately and, – and it's one of the better bad guys in a in a recent movie because of that motivation of like yes you know really all he wants to do is just kill judy dench yeah it's simple right and i think that's where these movies fall into traps sometimes and we'll get into it but it doesn't need to be convoluted in order to be good and i think when it is more simplistic like when you can narrow in on somebody's motivation that's what makes it worthwhile like that's what makes you care Right. Like, I get what he's mad about. I get what he's trying to do. And I get why they're trying to stop him. So let's just go. Right. And they and they even take the, the, the simplification of the story itself and they simplify everything by going to, like, the old school house. And they're using, yeah. they're using little rifles and setting booby traps and stuff. And, like, the whole thing just It all just looks... ties together beautifully. Well, and... And then and... You, you contrast it with, you know, Javier... Bardem's character comes flying in on the helicopter and then yeah. they're burning things to the ground and and again it's, great. Again, it's just the it's a great time incredible and look. it pays off right because this movie makes over 300 million dollars at the box office right hugely successful by all, far the biggest one by like 100 million I think. and also the most nominated Bond movie at the Oscars ever mm. nominated for five five wow yeah which is the most in Bond history how many did it win I think it just won for song I think it only won the one. So it's not, so what would the so the five would have been cinematography, both sound, and then it won edit, sound oh, editing. Oh, it won well. sound editing. And what was the other one it was nominated for? Uh, sound mixing, sound editing, song score, score, and, and score. Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Thomas Newman on the score. There. It's just a good time. It's just a good. It's just good. It's great. It's just Love it's it. so polished. And the other the other interesting thing is. They, there's not really a prominent Bond girl. Yes, this is something I want to talk about. Yeah, in yeah. the sense that yeah. that nearly every other Bond movie has. Yeah, it you know he has a couple moments with various women, but then like the main quote unquote Bond girl in this movie is is M. It's it's Judy Dench. It's someone exactly why it works. Like they just have such chemistry and so good. Yeah, and it's again it's it's the the, the personal story. He's not. He doesn't have to pretend he's in love with her. Like uh-huh. he just, but he loves her. You know, love it's it. It, it, it just works. works perfectly. A really well concocted movie. Uh, everything is just yeah hitting at a high level. It's really, I mean, it's the peak. It's the pinnacle of Bond movies. Yeah, this me. is the. I mean, this is obvious, but this is the number one that we were talking about. Right, this by is... far, certainly of these five. Um, you know, other people like some of the old Sean Connery Bonds better or whatever. To me, this is by far the best one. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. This is my favorite Bond movie. Yeah. And then we get the follow-up. Then we, then we get to Spectre. 
We get to Spectre, which a movie you and I just rewatched together mere hours ago. They bring the team, the band back together. Well, Sam Mendes directs again. Did you? Yeah. So he, I, I wrote this down. He becomes the first Bond director to do back-to-back movies since uh, John Glenn directed five in a row. John Glenn. The, yeah. He that the guy astronaut? does that guy does it all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in the 80s. He becomes the first guy to do back-to-back since the 80s. Wow. Which is interesting. I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, Skyfall's a huge success. Everybody loves it. So they bring him back. Right. And it doesn't quite slide. No. This is where <laughs> the... <laughs> slide. God damn it. Uh, the song. Yeah. We get... It's sort of... Sam Smith... Writings on the wall, which is interesting to me, that some of the songs are just the title of the movie, and then here was right. Spectre, which I don't know how you make a song called Spectre, especially because Spectre is like an actual thing in the movie. I don't know, whatever. Right, right. But so, but we go with Writings on the Wall, which wins the Oscar again. Uh, Strange. Yeah, look up. Let's see what it beat. Look that up while okay. I'm complaining about this song. Okay. Um. As much as I complain, I think it like it's almost on a Skyfall level for me. Where I think Skyfall is a better song than Writings on the Wall, but Writings on the Wall to me is like, eh, this is fine. It feels a little sort of underthought. Like Sam Smith again is doing this like high falsetto thing that I don't yeah. really love. It's very like, yeah, it's 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 fine, <laughs> but it's just not my favorite. Okay, so what did Wait, it be? <laughs> oh no, I'm terrified. This is. This might be the worst Oscar category. I rem- I was going to say that's, that's why I, ever happened. I remember this being a terrible year for song, which is why this won, I think. So right, so the Sam Smith song wins. Uh, the other nominees are Earned It from 50 Shades of Grey. Of course. I mean, that's a better song than this. I don't I don't know what this what song is that? Earned it the weekend. Oh, that's the weekend song. Okay, gotcha. Hey, gotcha. Earned All right, it. that song's good. Okay, it's better enough. than writings on the uh, wall. Manta Ray oh from something God. called Racing Extinction. A documentary. Yuck. Who sings that? Wait, it doesn't tell you on the wiki. Uh, it's just on. the it's songwriters there. Original song composed by J. Ralph and N. O. N. O. Heaney and. Anoni? Oh, a no! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anoni? Of course, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anoni, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, next nominee is Simple Song Number Three from something called Youth. Yeah, I saw Youth. A saw South Korean song. Saw Youth in theaters, of course. And the last nominee is Till It Happens to You from something called The Hunting Ground. This well, is Lady Gaga. Yeah, but a Diane Warren song, from right? A documentary, yes. Uh. Another awful, Diane awful, Warren. Awful. Diane Warren needs to write a song for Bond. This is probably the worst category at the Oscars. It's pretty bad. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's not a very good song. And it's not a very good movie. No, it's really not. It. I wrote down, this movie is boring and also bad and also dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my thoughts. I think that... That's really all there is to say about fits. it. Like... It just doesn't work. Like they're so basically, what they try to do in this movie is tie the previous three movies together and be like, "Oh, by the way, Christoph Waltz, this character, you know, he's he's playing Blowfield." Uh, Who's in like, the Blowfield? 
he's the one in, who's been doing all this to you and and we're connecting everything and there's this larger thing where it's all connected and it just doesn't hit. it doesn't need to do that we don't need that that's what makes skyfall so good it's this concentrated thing once we get into this sort of like bigger world picture of everything it just gets too complicated and like abstract like that's the thing with these movies and with no time to die i think it it gets it's because we haven't talked about no time to die yet which means you're saying we're gonna have a live discussion about our thoughts on it but yes um i think it just gets so convoluted where i'm just like i just kind of want this to be about like what happened to this just being about some like cool guy trying to avenge something and there's a villain it doesn't have to be so complicated and like dark and mysterious it just felt like, like I mean, there's always kind of shadow organizations going yeah, on in, in sure. these, but it felt like they, they're they coming off Skyfall, and they're like, all right, how do we top Skyfall? And so they pivot away from the, you know, like, we got to make everything bigger, mm-hmm. and we got to make the stakes higher, and mm-hmm. it's like, and be, they raise everything so high that, like, it doesn't really mean anything. Exactly. And yeah, they exactly. decide, all right, we're, we're going back to, because Blofeld is, like, probably the most well-known Bond uh, villain in like the novels and and the old movies and never whatever. read them or seen them of course but yeah. um but he's the he, this is a, the picture of him in the old movie he's the one who's like holding the cat he's basically oh. what dr evil is modeled after interesting did not know that okay and so it's like they make all these decisions to raise the say and they're like we're gonna bring blofeld back like we're we're gonna bring him into this world and so he has to be like he he has to be more important than the previous bad guys, and so it's like, well, he what if what if he just did everything that's already happened, and right. it it just falls short. Yeah, and Christoph Waltz is like doing his Christoph Waltz thing. Yeah, he's, he's fine. fine. He, he like fits in this world. He's, fine. he's obviously he's... A, a good Bond bad guy. But... Yeah, I mean, like we were saying, he's such a specific actor that he's doing his thing. It's amazing that that. Um, I mean, amazing is probably not the right word, but we noted watching it back just today that when you're an hour and 40 minutes into this movie, yeah. Christoph Waltz has only been in one scene and it's yeah. for like 10 minutes, yeah. a half hour before that. And like yeah. he, he doesn't really do anything until the end and then it just kind of underwhelms. Well, and then, you know, we are going to have to get into it here for a second. Uh, Your girl. We are, are going to have to talk about Leah Saido. Saido. Saido? I looked up the pronunciation <laughs> right before the podcast, and I still messed it up. Leah Sedu, okay? There has never been a more lifeless character in a major motion picture franchise. Like, a major character across multiple movies who we are supposed to, like, cheer for and like and love and all of these things. She just brings nothing to the table. And, like... That's part of the problem with this movie, I think, is like she's such a crux of it, and it's like I don't care about her. Yeah, you don't feel the chemistry like you did with Ava Green in Casino Royale. I'll give you that. Um, and and this is a, part of it too is like this is another thing where they tied to tr- tie things in. So she, Leia Sadu's yeah. character, is like the daughter of Mister White, who's been in kind of all of these movies before. Everybody, and, this and that, and this and that, and oh my and god, she is, she has connections to the whole world, and you know, it's just kind of uh, much like the rest of the movie, just doesn't feel like it fits 
all yeah. that well. And in, in this movie also has Batista in it. Who Let's go. Does a nice job. He's a big, you know, he's unbelievable. What a movie career for Dave Batista, baby. <laughs> who saw that coming? Not me. And then we also get like the uh, Andrew Scott as like the kind of uh, ultimately corrupt politician who's fighting with Ray Fiennes. Is, yeah, is you know Fiennes is he's the one we're root the, the the political higher up that we're rooting for and yeah. There's just too much going too on. Too much going on. I don't care about any of it. We're in Mexico City at the beginning. Oh my God, that's right. We're at a Day of the I Dead that parade. Part. That's fine. It's fine. But yeah, uh, Spectre to me, I think I have it last of the five. Wow, really? I think I slightly prefer Quantum of Solace. I won't reveal where No Time to Die is yet, but... You already have. So far... It's third for you. You have revealed this. No, You said there's a top two, and you slightly prefer Quantum of Solace. Well, I could even even slightly... Okay, fine. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, maybe. Shit, now I need to change my... (laughs) Well, let's get into No Time to Die. The reason for the season, six years in between movies. And, of course, that is largely due to the pandemic, but... Right, it was supposed... This movie was originally supposed to come out nearly two years... yeah, almost. It's almost two years ago. It was supposed to come out in November of 2019 initially. Insane. Uh, and here we are, the farewell to Daniel Craig. Now, I think if we we're going to probably get into some spoilers for the movie here. So if you're have not seen No Time to Die, uh, we're gonna talk some No Time to Die spoilers. Yeah, it's kind of there. There's some big things happen that we need to. It has to be part of the Yeah, so discussion. turn it off. Turn it off. So check out now and group text your friends if you've yet yeah, seen No Time yeah. to Die. Where are those group texts? Let's see those. Let's roll them in. Come on. I'll put, also, I'll put in the episode description where you can jump to if you uh, don't want to be spoiled. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So No Time to Die. Well, let's start with how we've been starting all these. The song. Yeah. Our girl, Billy. <laughs> Billy Eilish. Billy. Yeah. This song is pretty good. It is. I, I think it's fine. It's good. Yeah, I think it's. it kind of joins the Skyfall and the Writings on the Wall family where it's sort of like, eh, this is okay. Agreed. You I, know. I think I slightly prefer it to the Writings on the Wall. Me too. But I don't like it as much as, as Skyfall. Yeah, it's good. It, it's a nice, it, it's a slow burner, which is sort of what all, like, they all sort of seem to follow the same template where it's like, it's pretty boring for the first minute minute and a half and then you sort of like oh then it all sort of like it all starts getting going and by the end you're like oh okay i'm on board it's fine yeah good song yeah nice job billy yeah good it's funny like that because it's funny that that song came out two years ago right i mean like because you know this movie was as you just said so this was released in anticipation of the movie and billy eilish now will more than likely be nominated, maybe win the Oscar for this song in they March 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be three years old at that point. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, uh, Bond Girls. Wait, we're going to start here because this is the major... Well, no, This is it. What? Well the, well, the other thing that we hit every time, the villain, I think, is... The, it, 
Oh, God. There is a lot to discuss here. <laughs> but, I, well, okay. Do, yeah, read off the list because I have actually a big thing to say about all three of these. Villain, Bond girl, and director. Director. Oh, yeah. Of the movie? Oh, yeah. Oh. So let's start there. Let's do it. Carrie Joji Fukunaga. I want to rail him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Didn't know that was coming. He is one of the hottest people on earth. Sure. Didn't realize that. Really? Look yeah. him up. Look 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 at some pics. Okay. Don't go to Wikipedia. Well, look up his name. I don't want to type Famously, it every person's worst photo on earth is their <laughs> Wikipedia photo. <laughs> well, let's see what we got here. What are we working with? Oh, we're working with a lot. He's a handsome handsome dude. Yeah, he's great. Okay. We love him. Uh Okay, yeah. Thank you, Carrie. If you're right, listening, so I, he he does listen. All these Carrie things. group text your friends, and they better be Daniel, Anna, Leah. Don't text Rami. <laughs> Maybe Woody Harrelson. All right, so I guess all these things tie together a little bit here, but yeah, they do. So what do you what do you want to hit first? Uh, let's go. Let's go Bond girls. Let's okay. go with the girls. Let's start with. Ana de Armas. It's the only thing to talk about. It's the only thing to talk about in this movie. Pretty easily the highlight of the movie. The fact that she is not in more of this movie this is movie. a failure of, of proportions I can't even fathom. This is one of the great failures in cinematic history. She's in it for what, 10 minutes? Maybe. Something like that. And this is coming from somebody... Ana de Armas, I think I've said on this podcast before, she really weirds me out. Like, the whole Ben Affleck thing, she, listen, we, we could get into the Ana de Armas off-screen sort of weird persona she's crafted for herself if we wanted to, but she comes into this thing. And the you're like, just on fire when she's, when she's you are like, there. Who the hell is this? And I knew who she was. Yeah. And she you're really like, just explodes into the movie. She is funny. Yeah. She's hot. Yep. She kicks ass. Yep. She's fantastic. And then she's like, bye. Yeah. What? And I understand that, like, I don't know. Maybe you didn't really know what you had with her until you're on set and you're making this thing. You're like, shit. What? The we second do- they finished her scene, they should have Rewrite the script. Like, we need to find a way to get her back in. Rewrite somewhere. it. Yeah. She's fantastic. A thousand percent. I was wide awake while she was on screen. The rest of it? Hmm? Maybe not so much. Did I fall asleep? I might have. Literally, like, explodes off the screen. To the point where I, it, we were about eight and a half minutes into her ten-minute scene when I went, oh, yeah, they were in Knives Out together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I didn't. It didn't even occur to wow. me. Wow. How did I not think of that? Yeah. Right? Wow. It, and you didn't think of it because... They're so good. It's great. Well, she's good. He's fine. This... You know what? We'll talk about mm. this at the end. The legacy of Daniel Craig is bought. But, uh... She's just great. Like a fucking firecracker in this thing. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yes. Um, and the rest of it. Bond girl number two... Oh, she's back. Is Leia Say Do. Leia Say Do? I say Leia Say Don't. We already talked about it in the last movie. The, she's worse in the this. The issues carry over. Is she worse? No, she's in actually this? probably I think she's a not. little bit better in this. At least she she has like a kid, right? Like it's just she's just. I don't know what we're doing with her. 
I just I don't get how this is a thing. It's like I don't think she she's certainly not a bad actress. She's a good actress. In uh, these movies? No, in other stuff, I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, been good in other stuff. That's what I'm saying. It's not on her. It's just Well, I think it it's is. It's just missing something. You know, the But that's on her. Look what Anna de Armas did. With ten minutes. There was nothing on the page for her. Yeah. She, Anna de Armas is a star. Oh. Leicenu is not a star. I'm sorry, Leah. I know she listens. <laughs> uh, you know, you can unsend the group text if you want. She's just, she doesn't have it. She and just it, again, doesn't it, have it. I'm it, sorry. It's all about the chemistry and, like, this is this has kind of become the love of his life sort of character. And it just, you, don't, well, you just like, don't really buy it's it. It's like, like father-daughter. Well, you see him interacting with Ana de Armas for two seconds and you're like. Wow, I believe in love again. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he's. Well, they're like, what? They got to be like. to do in two seconds for Anna <laughs> character. Well, they got to be, what, like 20 years apart in real life? Probably something Daniel, like that. Daniel, right? Leah. She's. No, I think she's actually a little older. She, How old is she? 35? 36. And what? He's 50. Well, okay, so maybe not. What's he, 52? He is 53. Wow. All right. Yeah, so what? What's that? I forgot what you said already. 18 17 years? 17 years? 17. Yeah, she's just you know, and, and you know, whatever. It's she just doesn't she doesn't have it. But if uh, <laughs> she just doesn't have it, so rude. <laughs> but she doesn't. Uh, and so now the third Bond girl. Oh, oh, in this movie, <laughs> sure is Lashana Lynch. Oh wait, sorry, of course, I completely forgot. You think I was going with the daughter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Miss Lashana. Yes, I. Thought she was great. Okay. I thought she... Uh-oh. I thought she was great. I loved her. I thought she was okay. The new 007. I, they harped on that so many times. I will say what you were saying earlier about Leah sort of not having the material there. Uh, that's how I sort of felt about Lashana. Yes. I felt like sort of like disrespected her character a lot. They kind of made her seem like a dumb idiot. <laughs> yeah, right. Like... She she needed was, help. She was pretty badass, or like should have been more badass, I guess. Agree. We're missing like a scene where she's like kicks ass. Yes. And like she like and always like, needed help from saves Bond. him or something. Like yeah, yeah. Where it flips and you're like you're like oh yeah, she's justified as the new 007. Yeah. Or whatever. But instead, she's kind of just like give him the numbers back. Yeah. He's he's the man. Yeah, I I, th- I I did enjoy her though. I wish she had yeah. more to do. She kind of pops off the screen. Just, yeah, she does. Just like she's, she's funny. funny. She's, Yo, funny. she's so beautiful. She's funny. Yeah, and like her intro is good when they're in Jamaica or wherever the hell in the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, and then it be kind of becomes this one note of her being like threatened by him, mm-hmm. but then like ultimately respecting him, and you're like, eh. yeah, it I just it, well, it just didn't quite work for me. Yeah. Agree, but I don't think that was because of her. Yeah. 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 And I don't. I didn't dislike the character. It was just, just wasn't quite there. Agree. Agree. Uh, so now we get to the most important Bond girl. <laughs> James Bond has a daughter. Yeah. This is. <laughs> This is uh, James Bond colon as the father of a daughter, <laughs> the movie, <laughs> ultimately. She does have your eyes. I mean, she really did, though. Those blue eyes were Oh, Daniel Craig's eyes. Popping. Rachel Weiss is a lucky lady. <laughs> um, 
just a quick shout out, by the way, to to. It's been big, big podcast, or uh, big two weeks of podcast for Billy Magnuson. Oh, I know. Last week he was, uh, he was many saints. Oh yeah, Polly, yeah. young Polly, in many saints of Newark. Yeah. And now here he is as the kind of very obvious uh, suit who is actually evil, much in the Andrew Scott method yeah. of the previous. He's good. Movie. Yeah, he's yeah, no, perfect he, in this sort of thing. You know, like he's. I, he, I really like him. In understands the assignment. I always enjoy when he pops up. Yeah, me too. So then we get to the villain of this movie, played by Rami Malek. Uh, do you know what his name, the, the villain's name is in the movie? Played by Oscar-winning Rami Malek. Loser. Uh, close. It's Lucifer <laughs> Safin. His, his name is basically Lucifer Satan. It's Lucifer <laughs> Safin. <laughs> now, at some... Go on. I, go, go on. I I, I, I I don't even I, I don't even know what to say. My favorite part of this movie, aside from the ten minutes that Ana de Armas is in, is the very opening scene. I thought that was effective. This is this is Lea Sidu as a child with her mother. Oh yeah. That was and, good. And Rami's bad guy character shows up and kills her mother and, and sure. she ends up uh, running away and nearly drowning in, under the, the ice. ice and oh, he that saves stressed her. me out. Yeah, he ends up saving her. Yeah, uh, you don't know if he's gonna kill her or save her or whatever. And that kind of sets up the psychology for the two of them in the movie. Correct. Rami is really like Bond villain weirding it up in a way. But the the the, the kind of weird thing about it is that Rami in everything he's in is kind of Bond villain weirding it up. And so it's I didn't dislike him, I guess. Oh my god. That that's that's oh where my I land. God. I did, certainly didn't love it, but I didn't hate him. I think the character was mediocre and I thought he did okay. You I assume I agree it. with you that the character is underwhelming. This isn't a Javier Bardem situation right. where he this isn't even a Christoph Waltz situation where, like, there's a lot of meat on the bone. I don't know that there was that much meat on the bone. But we will never really know. Because I am sorry to say this. Rami Malek needs to find a new profession. No. It's not, not acting. It's not <laughs> acting. <laughs> and it's hard to say that about an Oscar winner. But let me tell you, that Oscar win, as I've said on this podcast, abhorrent. Homophobic. Okay, so it's a homophobic Oscar. You ever see that movie? We talked about it at length on this podcast. Yeah, well, I don't remember. It is a terrible movie. You eventually did see it. God, we talked about it at length. Just answer the question. I don't remember talking about it. Yes. I mean, I remember talking about it, but I don't remember the answer. We talked. Oh, God. Yeah, it's terrible. Another movie that's way too long, but... Rami Malek is giving a performance here that has to be seen to be believed, but don't see it because you don't want to believe it. He's so... Do you know what the worst thing about it is? It's really fucking boring. He manages to be a boring 
Bond villain. Mm. At least ham it up. At least do something. He is like he is so boring. He just try. He like he's like overly understating everything. Yes, it's oh my god, I hated it so much. It was this movie is so boring. Yeah, like I, I was not joking. I fell asleep. I think he, <laughs> I think he actually has a couple moments where the performance works, but it needed to be um, contrasted with moments. Sure, where he's going. It's just one note like the entire time. It's like, oh my god, have some like it felt. It felt like you were watching somebody work. Interesting. Have some fun with it, dude. You're a fucking Bond villain. This is as good as it gets. I think he is. I think this is his, his idea of fun. That's exactly like, right. That's exactly he's in, like, right. The robe. He's wearing like slippers, and he's kind of shuffling exactly. around, being like exactly. He's. So, I can't. I just can't. I don't. I just can't with it. I can't with him. It, I just can't with it. I'm sorry. It's. It's just. It's a. I just. I can't. It's bad. Do something else. Do something else. This is the thing. Do something else. You don't have to be an actor. <laughs> no, I'm serious. There's so many other things you could do. Any other profession. I mean, clearly. Go do anything else. Some people must like him. And that's the problem. He's getting casted in these major roles. He's winning an Oscar. I bet. I'm, t- I'm going to make this known right now. Five years from now, Rami Malek's out of work. I feel like everybody's in on the joke no. now. I feel like everybody's in on you're the you're joke. You're wrong about this. The Bohemian Rhapsody Oscar win, already I think people want to take it back. It is oh, so absolutely, absurd. absolutely, of course. But It is so absurd. You're wrong about this because he's he's weird. And if you're specifically he's weird. He's not weird. He pretends to be weird. Whatever. That's weird. He's no, it's weird. not. It's boring. You don't think he's actually weird? Of course he's weird. What is weird? Whatever. He's going to get roles forever, even if it's just as, you know, minor characters and things. Because people are always going to be like, oh, we need, we need, we really need this character to be feel weird. You know what would be great for this? Oh, my God. Rami Malek. Whatever. Fine. Go do something else. <laughs> so the movie... Uh, from a larger standpoint. So those are the specifics. From a... I'm so hungry. Zoom out. <laughs> big picture thing. So we're, we're getting to the end here. We're almost done. No, we're not. Sure we are. I'm so hungry. This movie suffers... Should I order Del Taco now? I thought pick... we were going to Taco Bell. Are we? Crunchwrap Supreme. Okay. We'll figure it out. This movie suffers from the same thing that Spectre does. And it's because they tried to kind of continue this story this is correct you know christoph waltz is there again um it's kind of just specter part two frankly well on this I've, I've said this i don't remember what movie i said this about but some movie on the podcast before where it's like when the stakes are so high yes i don't care this is my issue with a lot of marvel movies sure i think maybe that's where it's come up where it's like Literally, the stakes in this movie are: if we don't stop this, the Hundreds world will blow of up. Are gonna die. It's yeah. like, well, okay, that means nothing to me. And I'm like, way more invested if it's like if we don't stop this guy, one person dies. Right. Then it's if the specific we don't, person that you know and care about. Yes. If we don't stop this person, everyone dies. Well, Even I don't if they care had, about like, that. Ditch the plans in this movie. Like, here's the worst part of this movie. Rami Malek is carrying that, you're James Bond's oh. daughter, and she like 
bites him or something like that. <laughs> something happens. And he's like, you don't want to come with me? And she, Then just go ahead. He just lets her leave. <laughs> like, the stakes of yeah. what's going to happen to James Bond and Lea Seydoux's daughter. Yeah. That alone was like, you know, uh-huh. whether you think that, that storyline really worked or not. At least it's something. Yeah, like the bad guy having Bond's daughter on him, it could have worked for something. Instead, I've just, never related to a baby more. He just lets her go. Well, I thought you were going to say uh, to Rami Malek more when he's just like, all right, get this kid oh, out both. of here. Like, that was the only time I was like, well, okay, I get it. He's like, was, hey, go ahead. I don't need you. Just yeah. go away, please. That was the best part of his performance. But instead, yeah. the, the culminating you know, disaster is like there's some weird – Technology I where know. if you touch someone and they have the right DNA, they die. And we're gonna release this around the world, and James Bond has to shut the missile silos, yeah. and then we're gonna blow up the island with it. Blah 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 blah. It just it felt like when you're talking about Skyfall, a movie that felt wholly unique and special and cool. This is sort of the antithesis of that, where it like plays into just like trying to be a blockbuster, where it's like. The world's going to end. These big set pieces. This final thing, like this, uh, they get to this island essentially, and it's just like it's meandering, and it's just like this long, drawn out sort of fight scene, and people are here and people are there, and it's just like it doesn't really coalesce into anything for me. And I think that's when Bond fails, is when it tries to be just like everything else. Because the only reason that Bond is cool and successful is that it's not. It, like, manages to be its own thing that has, like, survived over decades and decades and decades of film franchises coming and going. This, to me, just felt like a run-of-the-mill movie blockbuster. Right. And it's like, well, I don't... There's 500 of those a year, and, and most of them are better. Now, I will say there were things I liked about this movie... In terms of the, I thought it it had it was visually interesting more yeah. often than not. Yeah. Um, There's some fun stuff. I think it's pretty well directed, uh, well shot, well, uh, like cool locations, that sort of thing. That like, yeah, that make it feel. Uh, the one thing that I remember in the movie, you know, a half hour in, I was just like, oh, this is the first like. Big budget. There's you know like a lot of care went into like how big the scope of this looks compared to kind of everything else that we we've, we've seen come out you know since sure. the pandemic sure. for the most part. And so it just felt on a on a you know obviously it's a huge budget production. It just yeah. felt, but you felt that scope in a positive way to me. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like completely hate this movie. I think there's a lot to like in it. But ultimately, it's almost three hours long. Again, like, we haven't even mentioned that. It's just... I, I'm sorry. It's too long. It doesn't earn its length. Right. Like, there are movies... I complain about length of movies all the time, and it, it feels kind of boring and like a broken record. But it's like... And I, I've loved long movies before, obviously. Like, there's so many movies that are over three hours that I love. It's just... A movie like this, I just don't think needs to be. Yeah, I mean, this movie is 20 minutes longer than Skyfall. And Skyfall, <gasps> and Skyfall is very long. Yeah. And it's, let's see, Casino Royale is, yeah, it's 20 minutes longer than Casino Royale, too, yeah, which is it just also doesn't a very need, long movie. It just doesn't need to be. 
But those two kind of earn their length, even even though yeah. they're long, yeah. in, a, in a way that this one doesn't. But it's it, it falls into the this falls into the and you probably won't even get this reference, but it falls into oh, the great. Lord of the Rings: Return of the King kind of wrap up issue where like the Hobbit, yeah, with we. The Hobbit. That movie end is the longest movie ever made, and it ends seventy five different times. <laughs> yeah, and this movie has a little bit of that, where like the ending is drawn out. Ugh, it's so long. So I, I think ultimately th- this leads into what we want to sort of wrap things up with, which is like the legacy of Daniel Craig as Bond, and and what comes next, and we will get to that uh, after the break. <laughs> legacy of daniel craig as james bond yeah i here's what i think is interesting about all five of these movies i think daniel craig is quite good in them and i think i will remember him as bond uh quite fondly i'm just not sure that it's not something that a cavalcade of other people couldn't have done just as well and I don't know if that's unfair or not. Well, what to me, what's interesting is, uh, he turned out to be, I think, pretty unquestionably a fantastic choice. I agree. Bond. I agree. And in two thousand five, or whenever he was named Bond, like he was by no means a big star. Well, this is this is something that I I found earlier that I I wanted to chat with you about. So I wanted to go back. Because I, I, I think we should have a brief discussion about what happens next year for Bond in terms of, like, who is going to be our new James Bond. Right. But I wanted to look back at when Daniel Craig was cast yes. as Bond, who else was in the running. Ooh. And so these are, these are actors that he sort of reportedly beat out, which you can sort of find online that most people sort of, uh, you know, through various sources – uh, seem to think we're also in the running. Uh, one that is interesting, apparently Martin Campbell uh, want for Casino Royale wanted uh, Henry Cavill. Interesting. But uh, was deemed too young Yeah, at the time. Interesting. So other names that were rumored to be considered uh, for Bond when Daniel Craig was cast, Sam Worthington. Okay. Rupert Freend. Right, I remember that. Julian McMahon, I don't even know who was who coming is. off, he was on Nip Tuck, I think. So that sort oh, of makes sense yes, with yes, the yes, timing. Okay. Um, Alex O'Loughlin, or O'Loughlin, I guess is how you say that. Okay. He's like, he was on like Las Vegas, that CBS show or whatever, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. And then the one that makes the most sense from the time uh, was Clive Owen. Yes. So those are the ones that seem to be sort of in the running with Daniel Craig. Those are interesting, and it's easy to say, well, they made the right decision, because who knows who these other guys would be. Right. Uh, but it seems like they kind of made the right decision. It certainly seems that way. Um, but then we get to the future, right, in terms of what's next right. and who replaces uh, Daniel Craig. So this is obviously a very hotly contested thing. People love to have opinions about it, and it's a fun thing to debate, because it's what? The most iconic role in movie history? Certainly one of them. Yeah, certainly on the short list. Um, So what comes next? There's a list of names that always get circulated when people are talking about this. Right. 
Let's go with the obvious one that has been talked about for what feels like the entirety of my life, and that's Idris, Idris Elba. Elba as Bond. Yes. Which I do not think is happening. He's too old. He's too old now. He sort of sounds like he doesn't want to do it. Um, a part of this was after, certainly after the, like, Daniel Craig would complain about how much he hates being James Bond. Yeah. After, like, starting after, like, his second movie. <laughs> yeah. And so it always seemed like maybe he wasn't going to do another one. Right, exactly. And so for 10 years or so, yeah. we've, been, we've been having this conversation about who's going to be the next one. He's too old. And then he kept coming back. But yeah, Idris is, he's 49. So he's only three, yeah. four years we, younger we've, than Daniel uh, Craig yeah. in the first place. That boat has a... Uh, has... <clears throat> Boat has sailed? Ship has sailed. Um, that boat has sailed. The boat has sailed. So here's some other names that are uh, on the list, and then I think we're going to get to who I think is going to be it okay. at the end. These are the names that always come up. I'm just going gonna, gonna to run them down. Tom Hardy. Okay. Richard Madden. Okay. Henry Cavill. He's yeah. older now. He is. Michael Fassbender. Too old. Henry Golding. George McKay, who was in 1917. Oh, right, right. Dev Patel. Mm. Your boy, Dan Stevens. Oh, Danny boy. Jamie Dornan, who I love and is probably getting an Oscar nomination this year, which could be interesting if that happens. Some momentum being Mm -hmm. thrown his way. But here's what I think. And this this is not a unique opinion. But I think i know who it's going to be and i think especially by the way no women on this list this is they've they've i mean the powers that be over at bond have said they have no interest the broccoli family the broccolis yeah they've they have no interest interestingly enough like the person in charge of the bond franchise is a woman barbara broccoli fuck her um as of being in it it's hard for me to say you know fuck broccoli but here we are (laughs) Ah. Oh, of course, uh, this this conversation is always uh, a big part of this conversation is always about diversity and, and of course you know whether we can have a non-white man. Be well, this is this is where or... well, and also you know Daniel Craig was asked about this right. His sort of answer that sort of rubbed people the wrong way, where he was asked about maybe a woman being Bond, and he said, um, "I to paraphrase, why said, can't they just have their own thing?" Like, why are we talking about a woman as Bond? Why can't a woman just, like, originate a badass role or something of their own? Which, sure. I mean, I get the sentiment. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's, like, in an ideal world, of course. Yeah. That would be great. But also, they don't just... So... Those roles don't just grow on trees and so Exactly. So here's the thing. I... I will... There's two sides to this coin. It's like I want to say that I will be surprised if James Bond is another white straight man. But of course, if it is, least least surprising thing thing of all time, right? (laughs) So leading into that, here's who I think is going to be it. And I think it's going to be Reggae Jean Page. Oh, right, right. Bridgerton fame. I was wondering. I couldn't remember exactly. I thought maybe you were going to go Daniel Kaluuya. Dan... You're reading my mind. Oh, is that on your list as well? Daniel Kaluuya should obviously be in Bond as the villain. Yes. That'd be Come good. on. It's heaven on earth. Daniel Kaluuya is a Bond villain? One movie Rami Malek. We don't. 
found dead in a ditch. Daniel Kaluuya is exactly what you want. Imagine what he would have done with that thing. I know. Unbelievable. It's fun to, th- to think about. But I think it, I think it's Reggae Jean Page is... It just... It makes sense. How old he's, is he? He's young. Well, I don't know. In my head, he's 25. He's probably 50. So I think that makes a lot of sense. It makes sense because he's... He's 31, so he's young 31. enough to do it. He's young... He's hot. He's handsome. He's of the moment. He's diverse. I think it'd be cool. And it's just—I don't know. It just makes sense, right? It does make. Who's a lot of gonna sense. complain about that? I mean, of course, many people would. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, James Bond. James Bond's white. I think. He, I think that's. He has to be the betting favorite. He has. He has to be. It makes too much sense on. So it many makes levels. too much sense. Yeah. And I, I was saying this earlier before we started recording, but I feel like. We're not all that. Far. I think once this movie kind of wraps its its run in theaters, I think pretty soon after that we're gonna we're gonna hear about the next one because mm-hmm. for the most part, this movie has basically been in the can for well over a year. They've just been yeah. waiting to release it almost two years even, and so like they have to know already what they want to do. Of and, course. And, and therefore, they must have uh, targets. These conversations have been percolating for absolutely a while. It just has to. It, and, it just. And I think in the initial list that you gave, like I think most of the people are almost too too famous already. Like yeah, right, exactly. You know, and so he fits perfectly where he's just kind of recently popped up. Yeah, people really like him, but he's not a star yet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so he's he kind of hits that sweet spot. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, listen. Also, I would love for it to be a woman. I just, it's not going to be. Is Jane Bond? Jane Bond. Bond. Jane Bond. Jane Bond. <laughs> I'll take a cosmopolitan. It almost shaken, felt like they were dipping their toes that in the water. That was not funny. I'm cutting that out. <laughs> no, that is funny. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> it almost felt like they were dipping their toes in the, like, we have this black woman who's kind of the new Bond here. Right. I but know. then they kind of didn't really commit to it and... It felt actually similarly a, a franchise that this is obviously often compared to is the Mission Impossible franchise. No one's ever compared those two. Mission Impossible is just the American James Bond. It's but, been the same guy the whole time. Uh, you know what we haven't even we but there was we the, don't have of, time. But at some point, maybe next week, we will have to discuss Tom Cruise the Giants game. I <laughs> there the idea that we didn't kick the episode off with that is astonishing. <laughs> We're moving we will right need to We're talk about, about it. it. I don't want to talk about it. We're moving. But on. listen, I mean, what there's nothing fun. There's just nothing funnier than somebody being like, well, that's James Bond is a white man. It's like <laughs> James Bond is actually going to go ahead and be a fictional character. It's great. Anyway, it's the, the point I was trying to make was uh, was there was a moment like three Mission Impossibles ago where they were like going to maybe pass the torch to Jeremy Renner. And then I sort of remember. And this. then Cruz was kind of just like, eh, "I'm still doing it. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's gonna do it till he dies." It felt a little similar to this movie, which like, is hopefully well, maybe, soon. Like, if she had really, really popped in this movie, there would undoubtedly be a movement to be like, "Well, she should just be." I know, the new James Bond. I know, and it's a bummer that like that it didn't work that way, right? And it's a bummer that the person sort of getting all of that sort of pub from this movie is like Anna Diarmas. Right. Like I, I wish it. I wish that wasn't the case. I just wish that like Lashana Lynch had had sort of more to do. Yeah. But I mean, just make Anna Diarmas the next Bond. <laughs> I mean, 
She could be Jane Bond. She could be Jane Bond. Anyway, I think uh, I think it's gonna be my boy. I like never it. my boy. Never seen a second of Bridgerton. Oh, me neither. Okay, great. Nor anything else he's ever been in. He's been in other things. Uh, SNL. He was in like Roots. Did like when they remade it a few years ago. Really? Yeah. Didn't know that. I literally just saw that on his Wikipedia page when I was looking up how old he is. He's the most handsome of handsome, so let's go. All right, everyone. Uh, mark the time right now so you remember to tell people what what time in the pod they can come back. Well, to I'll spoil do it. Their free zone. do it after because I guess know, we uh, you probably want to do it earlier because the oh I see what you mean. <laughs> you know, but yeah. the legacy they want to hear that legacy part. Yeah, I know. I thank so you. Don't yeah. say now. Say you know. Four minutes. Why ago. would I do it now? I would do it once we're done talking about No Time to Die. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. But I so just, why would I mark the time now? Well, I just remind I reminded you to mark the time now, and then I was making sure you weren't going to mark it as this time. I'll mark it once the podcast is edited. Yes, I know that. Okay. Anyway, uh, I'm it's going, time I for everyone. Not going to talk about with you. Favorite oh my part of the I, week. I get so nervous now for what's. To Ladies come. and gentlemen, the hastily prepared top ten of the week. I do want to give you credit that I don't want anyone to think that this isn't hastily prepared. This one, these these come together in a matter of yeah. This was minutes. Hasty. this was hasty. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, this is inspired by No Time to Die. Of oh, course. No. What is this going to be? The top ten movie masks. <laughs> masks that show up in movies. Number ten. We're starting right at There's ten? Oh yeah. Number ten is No Time to Die. I really like the Rami Malik character's oh mask in the very opening scene. Nothing it ends up that. cracking, but really cool mask, really creepy. Just worked for a mask that a Bond villain would wear. Sure. I mean it was very well okay. It, it, it is obviously reminiscent of another mask that might be on your list. Number nine. Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. That's pretty good. Not bad. Tom Hardy, is he here? Yes. He's, he's going to be the new James Bond. Oh, yeah. He heard his name. Number eight. The masks being worn at the, at the sex party in Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> God. Great movie. There's Tom. Lo and behold, I didn't bring him up at the baseball game. He would have <laughs> been here anyway. Number seven. The masks in the movie Point Break. Oh, okay. The, this is the they're where the bank robbers are wearing masks of former presidents. Yeah, sure. The Reagan's and Nixon, a couple others. I yeah, I'm Jimmy aware Carter. of the presidents. Yeah. Number six. Uh, the Silence of the Lambs. The, the oh, sure. So he doesn't bite you mask that they put on Hannibal Lecter as they wheel him in. Hello, Clarice. Number five. Similar to Point Break, uh, my boys, the town. Oh, my When they wear the nun masks. Of course. Of course. Oh, that's good stuff. That's another bank robbery. You mask love a scene. bank robbery. Bank robberies are 10 out of 10. Let's go do that tonight. Has there ever been. Should we go rob Taco Bell? <laughs> On it, well, I would love to, but I mean, we could take everything inside of Taco Bell. It'd be worth fifteen ninety nine. That's actually true. Yeah. Uh, number four, Scream. Oh, sure, of course. Ghostface. Did you watch the trailer for the new one? Oh, I haven't watched that yet. I keep forgetting to yeah, watch it. Me either. Uh, Scream. Scream episode incoming in January. A, There's nothing else going what on. What a great mask. 
scream just so i'm wondering top five movies i'm wondering where where we're going here because number one cannot be the titular so unless it is but i don't just keep going uh number three the mask in the movie the mask Um, that's what i was referring to yeah i thought i thought that was gonna be so i have no idea what number one a funny reveal there but uh you you jumped on it well, you can say movie masks. And yeah, everybody thinking. listening and all the people who were here from the group group chats, I hope. <laughs> Smoking. Uh, number two is Darth Vader's mask. Okay. Iconic, obviously. Is that a mask? Yes. Yeah. There's a line where he says, help me take this mask off in Return of the Jedi. So I think it qualifies as a mask. Uh, also, shout out to the Stormtrooper masks and Boba Fett's mask in, in, sure. in Star Wars movies. Just a real great, you know, really, the iconic... Uh, really uh, haven for masks, yeah. Anyway, number one is pretty obvious. It's Michael Myers' is Halloween. Oh, Halloween. sure. Okay, see, I thought the mask was going to be number one. No, the mask is number three. <laughs> so, again, to, to, <laughs> to wrap it up, number ten... Rami Malek mask in oh, No Time to Die. Number nine, Bane. Number the eight, wrap I, up is the worst Eyes part. Wide Shut. Number seven, the ex-president's mask in, masks in Point Break. Number six, Hannibal Lecter's Don't Bite Me mask. Number five, the nun masks in the town. Number four, Scream, ghost face mask. Number three, the mask in the mask. Number two, Darth Vader's mask. And number one, Michael Myers' Halloween mask. In honor of Halloween Kills coming out this weekend. That's right. Everybody go see it. Do not see it. Everybody go Wait see it. Wait for it to come out on demand or something. No. it. it well, is it Never mind. No. Oh, no. Oh, sh- hey. No, uh, no, no. Oh, yeah, no. Universal, I think. So, Peacock? Is it on Peacock? No, no, no. They canceled that. They canceled that mere minutes ago. Got a text. I think I got that right. They canceled Peacock. that mere minutes ago. The same day streaming release, they it canceled Peacock. it. You don't need to go to theaters for that. They canceled it. Wow. We I did mean, it. we did it, everyone. Truly, the end of an era. I mean, Daniel Craig. <laughs> we already wrapped up this conversation. Well, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm bringing it full circle here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You know, have you ever heard of Martini? <laughs> That's how you bring it full circle. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch one for the cuckoo's nest now. Daniel Craig, we're gonna miss you, my friend. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Bye.